Hello and welcome to episode 69 of the Ginger in the Beard podcast. I'm AJ, aka the Ginger. And I'm Reese, aka the Beard. And while I struggle to keep it together, we're talking about Android getting one step closer to having an iMessages equivalent. Yes, we're 12. The heavyweight interim title news that shook the MMA world this week and a Pokemon Go style Witcher AR game coming out soon. Don't forget to get your mind out of the gutter and to use the chapters below and subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform. All right, man, let's get into it. (laughs) That's what she said. Yeah. Oh, come on. I knew it, dude. I knew it. I mean, come on. I was like, all right, what's next? What's next? Okay. Let's go. So I heard you got a, 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 a special surprise in the mail this week. Oh, my God, dude. Dude. Yeah, you could call it that. Hold on. Guys galaxy note 20 i finally i finally upgraded okay i had the pixel i had the pixel 2 here it is this thing's like five years old finally i have upgraded boom here look you can see look how look how clean and clear it is my god you can see yourself that's crazy it's just it's just so perfect it really is um what a story behind this i got it delivered by amazon fulfilled by amazon somebody at amazon cut the bottom of the package open and took my phone out no way so they delivered an empty box to me um it's still then they still gave you the box yeah they gave me an empty box uh, so i had to i had to do crazy. i had to file a police report like all this stuff dude um finally they sent me the replacement um i'm not even gonna get into it i what it was just a it was a bad experience really that's terrible getting this phone it was a bad experience and and then i it was a nightmare getting it activated i i'm not going to get into it but it took them like an hour to like activate the phone so starting off it was a bad experience but now i have it and let me get into i guess some of the pros and cons of of owning it (laughs) of owning it I keep looking at you like in a hey there I am. You're reflecting me. <laughs> reflecting it's a Twilight Zone. Um first off, let me just talk like why I got rid of this, right? It was dropping calls. I wasn't receiving calls. The battery was going dead in like 30 minutes. Um like stuff was failing, like programs, apps were like failing constantly. Like this is a dead phone. The Pixel 2, like they probably just gave up on it. And I've yeah. always wanted a note, right? I, I have a I have a Chromebook and it's got this cool little pen. So now I have uh, a pen. That was like one of the biggest things. And the biggest selling point for me is the screen size and then having the pen because now I don't have to touch it all the time with my fingers, get them all grimy and stuff. The pen has like so many cool little features on it. Like if I pull the pen out, you'll see it just like lets me start writing on it if I need to, Yeah, which is like super cool. And then if I open it, like if I unlock it, which first off, which is, I didn't have this on my other phone. Um, it just like recognizes my face. So that's new to me. Okay. I know you guys oh, are like, yeah. dude, that's been around for like years. Bro. Come on. Boom. Come on. Come on, boomer. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if I pull the pen out, it brings up all of these different options. I don't know if you can see it very well, but create notes, view all notes, smart, um, select screen, write messages, doodle, translate, um i haven't really played around with too much of it yet except for like the creating the notes thing uh which i feel has been very helpful for me um i like it and i want to say something real quick when i bought this phone i hadn't really done a ton of research okay i just know that i've been wanting a galaxy note for probably like 10 years now yeah yeah and i've wanted this pen and i've just wanted this big screen like and I was just like, you know what? It's time. They're on sale. I got a great deal. I'm going to get one because and I don't need the ultra because the ultra is like way too much. Um, but after I bought it, I watched some YouTube videos breaking down the differences and they were very critical. And I had buyer's remorse like almost instantly. Right. Oh, and I, no. And I felt terrible. I was like, oh, my God, did I make the wrong decision? Um, so they went through. They were like, yeah. So with the ultra. um, you know, you get a 4,500 megahertz battery with the regular 20, you just get 4,000 megahertz. And I'm like, oh man, okay, that's not good. Um, with the, with the ultra, you get expandable memory up to 502 gigabytes, uh, with 12 gigabytes of Ram with the normal, um, 
you can only max out at half of that. Um, they both have the octa-core, so they're the same there. That's cool. This only has 8 gigabytes of RAM. The other one has 12 gigabytes, so I'm in my head like, oh, man, that's that's a big difference there. 12 gigabytes yeah. is a lot more than 8. Like, oh, man, I'm that sucks. Like, I'm am I going to regret this? Uh, they both have 5G, so, like, no difference there. The camera on the uh, Ultra is, like insanely better for some reason it's 108 megapixel wide lens versus 12 megapixel here so like that seems like on paper like a huge difference right right and i'm gonna get into why that all doesn't matter here in a second um what else the design um they were like really cracking on the plastic design of this they were like oh it's plastic it sucks like it's not a premium phone why would they make it plastic right and then the other one is glass and it's like, okay, well, this has been plastic and I've had a plastic phone forever now. Um, so why am I saying all of this? And also um, the screen is a little bit bigger on the ultra. It's 5.9 versus uh, 5.7. Okay. So that's, or I'm sorry, 6.9 versus 6.9. Hey, versus, whoa. Gosh. What are the odds? What are, what are the odds? <laughs> <laughs> How big is your phone? Whoa, I guess mine, mine's six mine point nine. Six point nine inches. <laughs> oh god! Moving on, <laughs> moving on. Oh my god! Uh, <sighs> so six point seven is is what I'm working with, I guess. Uh, but um, <laughs> but anyway, like okay. So, like, I, I saw all of those comparisons and I was like, wow, man, this sucks. Like, maybe I should return it and just buy the Ultra and spend, like, the extra $300. And then I watched this other guy's review and he was, like, gave, like, a very straightforward, like, not trying to, like, really – just, like, a very functional review. And he was like, yeah, so um, – oh, yeah, and one of the other things is, like, the the stylus um, response time on this is 26 ms. On the Ultra, it's 9ms. That was another thing where I was like, oh, my God, I'm gonna, wow. I'm probably going to notice that, right? And then this other guy broke it down for me, and he showed them, like, side by side. And it's like, if 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 you're going from a Pixel 2 to this, you're not going to notice any of that. Any of that. You're going to be like, holy crap, what a huge upgrade. Oh, yeah. I don't care about the plastic, right? Because if it's glass it's going to break and I'm going to have to replace it. If it's plastic, this is more functional. I need functional dude. I don't need premium. I need functional. I'm, I'm not over here. Bill Gates in it. Okay, dude, I'm not a CEO (laughs) of a company. If this sucker, if this drops, I don't want it to break because I don't want to have to spend the money to replace it. Okay. Um, the, the camera, the camera difference. Okay. There, if you look at them side by side, our eyes our eyes aren't good enough to tell the difference. Like you have to zoom right. in like crazy just to be able to tell the difference. So like that doesn't matter to me. Um, and I don't really use the camera that much. So like, that's fine. Um, what else? The, the charging time, it doesn't matter. It's, it's charges in like 30 minutes, stays, stays awake for a, a, a day. Good to go there. Um, yeah. the Ram I'm not dude, eight gigabytes of Ram is all it's, you need on your phone. It's way more than you need from in most cases, dude, way more than what you need. Like any game that you play on here, isn't going to need more than eight gigabytes of Ram. And like, no. it's, and if you're running like 50 programs on here, then like, what the fuck are you doing? Dude, just use a computer. Like there's, right. I will never have 50 programs on here. And if I do, I hope that it just blows up because I'm an idiot. Like, there's no reason <laughs> for me to have all that going on. No offense to anybody out there. The octa-core, great, dude. Uh, 2.8 gigahertz versus uh, 3.1 gigahertz. That's a 0.3 gigahertz difference. I'm cool with that, dude. That's This is still, like, way faster than my Chromebook. And, like, I haven't really noticed any lag on it. Like, yeah, it could be a little bit faster, but, like, it gets the job done. It's functional. I'm happy with it. Um. So besides all of that, the one thing that I did notice that I'm not really a huge fan of is the themes on here. Um, yeah. So like it gives you this kind of like background that like moves around and then all there That's are. Pretty cool. It is kind of cool. There's like, but there's a bunch of different like variations of this. Um, and so like, I mean, this is cool, but I was kind of expecting more, like just more stuff. Like 
I don't know. Like I'm used to like the like s- sandy beaches or something like that. Like I don't really know what this is. It doesn't really make it's, me feel any kind of way. The colors are kind of like warming, but it's art. Yeah, it's abstract art. It kind of makes me feel warm, I guess, but yeah. I don't know. Well, so does it theme your whole device or does it just I haven't touched a Samsung device in so long. No, it doesn't theme anything. Everything looks pretty normal. Like the UI, this is the UI, right? Yeah. Um well that's like a that's like a news page. This is like the standard UI. It's like normal. Nothing's changed. So like I'm super right. excited for when Android 12 releases um which from what I understand is like being beta tested and I don't think I have access to the beta. Um this it's not it's not accessible on these phones yet, so Yeah. Um I can't wait for that to come out though because that'll solve that problem 100%. I won't have that problem anymore. I'll be able to just pick a theme and it'll match and I'll be happy. So um yeah. I don't really have anything else bad to say about it. I mean, the reason why I went around went away from Samsung in the first place was all the bloatware and oh, yeah them trying to like get me to use all like the Samsung stuff when I was trying to use the Google stuff. So that's why I went to Google because I just wanted to use Google stuff. And, but then I came back here because I wanted to Google, I wanted, I wanted the, the note. Right. And, um, I'm fine with the bloatware. Like it doesn't really bother me anymore. I have tons of apps on here. Like I don't care. The bloatware is there. Um, they're trying to get me to use like their version of like news or whatever. I kind of wish I had the Google news back because I have like, oh, like my Google news was set up perfectly for me and I would just like be looking at that and like find articles for the show, like constantly. Right. I've been trying to look through this and like, I, like I can't really find anything relevant. It's all like world news and stuff like that. So I got to get like, I got to work on like the algorithm to get that back on track. But anyway, right. like overall, I'm very happy and I'm a little upset that those YouTubers like kind of like set me up for failure like that. Um, I'm happy that I watched that one video that like made me feel a lot better about my purchase and then having it in my hand. I'm so happy about this. Like the screen's so clear. Everything's like so fluid, so easy. I haven't had any issues like so. Yeah, man. A plus, dude. I'm very happy with it. Yeah, dude. I'm excited for you, man. That's that's a huge upgrade. Um, you yeah. Know. And yeah, I think what you said about having the function over the form like. 95% of people could care. Well, I don't want to say that. Probably not. Probably a little less than that. Probably could care less about like my phone has metal backing or a glass back versus a plastic. Like, does it make calls? Does it send texts? Does it kind of check my email? Can I play games? Can I watch video? Can I take pictures? Yes. You yep. can do all of that. And that phone in your hands compared to any phone like in the past 10 years that's older than it, it's light years ahead of it, right? Absolutely. The, the 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 technology in the phones just advances so fast it's it's ridiculous I, I, and this is better yeah. than the previous flagship um the yeah. previous uh i think it was the s s20 or s10 it's better than the s10 right you know i don't think it's better yeah. than the s20 but it's definitely better than the s10 so it's like i'm, right. cool. I'm happy I, I can't remember but i think the note 20 when they released this one i think this might be the first time they did two versions of the note or maybe it was the the note 10 that they did i can't remember um but they have the note 20 and the note 20 ultra so the note 20 was meant for people who did not care about all those flashy features as much as someone else who wants to pay the extra few hundred bucks to get all the flashy stuff so yeah dude i think you definitely made the right choice um and for you moving up from the pixel 2 you're you're just like it's a whole new world (laughs) at this point right um it's great so yeah, I mean, eight gigabytes of RAM. Who ever thought we'd ever have eight gigs of RAM in a phone, right? I'm pretty sure iPhones still have four gigs of RAM. They don't tell you, but people do like a breakdown videos of them. Um, of course, they're, you know, they can optimize between hardware and software a little bit to get more out of that RAM. But um, yeah, don't, man, I, you don't need it. I had the Note Five, like how many ever years ago that was, and I loved that phone. So I'm sure the Note Twenty is like awesome so and unless this thing starts like bogging down after like six months and i have a lot of problems with it man like yeah i my i never had that issue that i i had a, a, an s3 way back in the day like the most popular android phone ever i feel like at that time and it did eventually start to slow down it had so much bloatware touch was was terrible back then 
Um, but even with my Note 5, they, the UI was so much more improved. The bloat rare was minimalized. So I'm sure it's I'm sure it's great. I have an I have an S8, a work phone S8. And you still have that? Yeah. I don't really use it, but like honestly, I don't like when you compare these two to each other, like like just look at the size, right? Difference. Yeah. Um, and honestly, like I like I like how this looks. I actually liked um the, the the way that the screen is set up on this, I actually like it a lot better because this one, I don't know if you can see like at the top and the bottom are just black, you know? Yeah, yeah. The bezels. With this one, you don't have that. It's just the whole the whole front of it is a screen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's it's just a screen. So like so much more screen space, so much cleaner. I'm happy. That's really awesome. Happy. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's sweet. Yeah, the one knock I feel like with Android for for iPhone users who are trying to make the transition, you know, obviously we've talked about this before. Will I would I ever switch back to Android or would you ever switch to iPhone? There's pros and cons with each, right? But I would say that the one thing that keeps a lot of people hooked, and for me, I, I don't feel like it's it is true as much because I don't really care that much, is iMessage. So People love iMessage because they like, number one, it's weird. Like this was on the news actually the other day how people will ostracize their friends because they have an Android phone and they text them in a group chat and they turn the whole chat conversation green as opposed to blue. Like you're a green bubble, like you dirty green bubble. Like how dare you text me in my blue chain and screw the whole thing up because now we can't send like animated GIFs or we can't. You know, we can't send like little heart emojis that flutter across the screen or, you know, stuff like that. All these benefits of iMessage, right? Um, for me, I don't personally care that much. It's fun. It's cool, whatever. But but that is the thing. And it's weird. I think it's for younger, the younger demographic, right, that like that kind of stuff. But Android and Google have always had this sort of promise of getting what's called RCS on Android or standardized across Android devices, and that stands for rich communication services. So number one, RCS essentially means that with a standardized uh, messaging application, you would be able to do all that stuff. You would have read receipts, so you'd see when somebody read your message if you wanted to. Typing indicators like you have an iMessage, you'd be able to you know react to little messages with thumbs up or whatever. Um, basically all the stuff you can do in iMessage would become possible to do in all other messaging platforms that support RCS. Um, iMessage can get away with, away with it right now because they do it. You can only use iMessage over um, a network connection. Um, you know whether that's 5G or Wi-Fi or whatever the case is, and because it's standardized across all devices, right? That all iPhones use iMessage. Um, you can't do that on Android right now because your Android devices are all different depending on the carriers, depending on the providers, all those sorts of things. But we're one step closer now. We've been talking about this RCS for like, it's probably been like eight years at this point, I want to say. But AT&T has now committed to using Google Messages as their default messaging app on all of their phones moving forward. I'm not sure exactly when this takes place, when this begins, but T-Mobile has actually made the same commitment a few months ago. So that means if you get a, speaking of bloatware, if you get a phone from Verizon, they're not going to put a Verizon messages app on your phone that wants you to use it as the default text messaging app. Um, also probably tracking all of your information, all of your data. So be careful. Um, <laughs> You know, AT&T, T-Mobile, they all have done that in the past where they give you these weird text messaging apps to use on your phone. And if you're none the wiser, you will be you will use those and you'll just think that that's your text messaging app, right? But for consumers like you and I who know there are better experiences out there, Google Messages is probably the best messaging application out there right now. Um, Which I we talked about the other day in one of yeah. our previous podcasts. I haven't ever really mess fiddled with it i i did hangouts i had like a couple of hangouts conversations back in the day but yeah i haven't really fiddled with it at all yet so google is rcs so google messages is kind of the app that is the app that <clears throat> they're pushing forward to try to make that the rcs you know compatible texting application okay so if all carriers so that if at&t's done it 
Remember, I think AT&T has purchased Sprint or was it T-Mobile that purchased Sprint? One of the two. T-Mobile. Um, T-Mobile. So that really just leaves Verizon. Verizon's the only holdout at this point. So if Verizon commits to using Google Messages as default on all of their devices, that means all Android phones in, in the United States will be using Google Messages as their default messaging app. And then essentially they could turn on the RCS functionality and start to have that um, capability, capability. So um, again, that's read receipts, typing indicators. You can send animated stickers, link previews. So if I send you a link to something, pop up a little preview to show you what the headline of the article is, a picture from the article, stuff like that. My um, biggest pet peeve is when somebody on an iPhone likes my message and it gives me, <laughs> it repeats my message and then says, hey, that person liked your message. Here it was. And it's like, uh, I don't need to cool. see this. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I've ever done that to you. I think some people aren't as like, it's like, I, I know that if I do something like that to you, it's not going to go through the right way on your phone. It doesn't seem the same as it does on my phone. A lot of people don't care. And they're just like, yeah. oh yeah, I like that. I got a lot of, no, I like it. <laughs> I acknowledge I received this and I like it. Yeah. There, is there a dislike? I should look and see if there's a dislike. <laughs> <laughs> I like it in teams. Like I use teams all the time, right? And yeah. like, I love when somebody thumbs up my message to let me know, like, first off, right. it, t- it tells you if they look at it, which I love. Yeah. Cause then I know that they've seen it, but then it also like that extra, I always like thumbs up like, Hey, yeah, I read it. Thumbs up. I think it's great. Yeah. I think it's great. Yeah. So with RCS, you would be able to do that. So Ooh, get we're ready, getting bro. closer. Gonna get we're all, getting closer. You're going to get all the thumbs ups. Yeah. Oh yeah. I can't wait. And so really, I mean, what would happen is if that happens, Android phones would have Google Messages as their fun little messaging app. And then I've, I, uh, app, iPhones would still have iMessages as their app. Now, would they? Would they? We, that's the trick is Apple would have to commit to getting on board with RCS as well um, and stop using. Essentially, it's a replacement for SMS, which is, what does that stand for? Single messaging system or something like that. Simple messaging system. Um, so Apple would have to switch over to RCS, which shouldn't impact iPhone users anyways, since they're already kind of doing that with iMessage. But then for you and I communicating, we would be able to do all that sort of interaction. So with that in mind, you know, I think I'm curious if we think that Apple would ever get on board, if they would continue to hold out, because if they did and they switched over to RCS, it would eliminate the green blue bubble situation, which would say, which would probably open the floodgates for people to say hey now i can leave iphone go to android and still be in the blue bubble club so that's probably not good news for apple i think it's good news for apple i think it's i don't think it's really news for apple at all i think apple's gonna be like no you guys still gonna be the green bubbles and we're still gonna have our customer base pressuring you to buy our phones which is good for us yeah exactly it's kind of weird, right? It's kind of weird. Why? There's no incentive for them to switch. What would be their incentive? There's no incentive. Yeah, I I can't think of a single it'd reason, a, honestly. In fact, I think it'd be a I think it'd probably be a bad idea if they switched. Cuz I think it would impact their bottom line for sure. Yeah, so I think there will forever be the green bubble blue bubble issue. Unless Unless they, I don't know, unless, yeah, I don't know, unless Google finds some way around it. And I don't know, man. That's a, that yeah. is an interesting question. Someday, maybe, maybe a deal will be struck, a good enough deal for them to make that move. You know? Somebody's going to sweeten the pot. Google will give them a foot rub if they make it happen. <laughs> you know? Yes. That'll be the day. That'll be the day. That'll Google will sixty nine if they. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> uh, man, too soon. Too soon. <laughs> Twenty four minutes in. I gotta wait a little bit longer to pull one of those. Oh man! Oh man! <laughs> Anyways, all right. So, <clears throat> yikes! We have one more uh, story to close out our tech segment that also deals with the color blue, right? We do. Yeah. Oh man, I almost forgot about this. <laughs> um. So. Um. You ever been like on your computer and just like, you know, 
having a good time playing a game or working and then all of a sudden blue screen of death (laughs) (laughs) no fortunately i have not experienced it you've never dude you are fortunate yeah um i used my my work computer when they did that they did an update uh windows did an update like two years ago that just like screwed everything up and i would get the blue screen of death multiple times a day for some reason and it was terrible because I'd be I'd always be in the middle of something trying to get something done and it would it would just give me the blue screen of death. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the blue screen of death is now going to be black. How fitting. How fitting. Ooh, the, even more uh ominous. Yeah, the blue the black screen of death. The 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 Reaper the Reaper screen is what they're gonna call it. So this is the first major <laughs> tweak to that part of the Windows interface since Microsoft added QR codes back in 2016. So they're finally making uh, some minor tweaks. Like I, you know, I'd say this is not really too significant, but uh, they haven't enabled uh, the new BSOD, which I guess is what the acronym for this is. I don't know what BSOD means. Blue screen of death. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Gotta get, gotta get better your acronyms, bro. Damn, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> didn't even think about it, man. The B side, wow. the B side in Windows 11, primarily because the OS is in preview, and anybody with the Insider build has a uh, green screen of death since 2016. Interestingly enough, okay. So yeah. Anyway, that's not confusing. Yeah, I don't know why they would do that. Um, who knows? But anyway, there's a way to enable this new black screen if that's what it is it's black screen oh, of death black screen of death that can okay i can see where the confusion okay. is here okay <laughs> they should really clarify what the b's stand for i think they need to define this for me actually we're gonna need this defined anyway black screen of death is probably what they mean in the current preview there's a way to enable it is what i'm trying to say in the current preview but it involves editing your windows registry no one don't do that who's gonna i'm not gonna do that anyway <laughs> also who's also who's like that concerned like i want to make sure when i get a fucking error code it's the right error code i want this blue screen like better be black what? screen of death better be yeah so my my error code ui has not been updated yet like what this is unacceptable who are you probably one of those guys that makes a big deal over a glass back compared to a plastic back yeah gosh anyway there dweeb yeah dweeb microsoft's tweaking other parts of the windows user i'm sorry let me say that again microsoft is tweaking other parts of the windows interface to make the os feel more modern so i think that's what's going on here it's like they're like you know what blue blue kind of feels old boomer um (laughs) let's go ahead and make that black right everybody likes black black let's go with it a lot could change between now and when microsoft ships windows 11 though so who knows maybe just, it'll be maybe it'll be pink yeah I, how about you just get to customize your color how about you get to customize your screen of death so like it pops up and it has like tetris on it you can play tetris while your computer like figures its life out <laughs> like pong what if pong or snake or something yeah like, you could pick Is which game a- it plays is this in the keynote when they presented like all oh, you have all these new fancy start menus and also <laughs> Oh, but wait, there's more. What if while they were doing the keynote, it fucking died? The computer died, and it was like black screen of death. Oh, um, well, we weren't supposed to show this to you yet, but by the way, by the way, this is the new black screen of death. Uh, yeah. How about you just avoid your software crashing? That, that, like that's let let's try that one. Why don't we do that? Right? Yeah, I think that makes more sense than anything else. There shouldn't yeah. even be a screen of death. Yeah. It should be a screen of happiness. Sh- hey, we're going to we're going to fix this for you. It should just be like rainbows and unicorns walking up It's the white screen of life. The white screen. That's what it should be. It should just be like <laughs> It should just go white and then it's just that like Spider-Man guy dancing. <laughs> and like you can play Rainbow Unicorn Attack. That would be awesome. Yes. Yeah. You need some happiness in your life today. Here you go. Things are going to be okay. Watch Spidey dance real quick. Yeah. We'll get right back, back to, work. to you. And back like, to work. And it like restarts in the background or something, right? So then like all of a sudden like Spidey goes away and it's like, yeah, nothing happened. Nothing to see here. Sorry about yeah. that. Just... Yeah. Pardon the interruption. Here's Pardon. the Spidey dance. Yeah. 
All right, man. I all right. That was fun. That was well, fun. <laughs> we've got a ton of MMA UFC news to talk about, but before we jump over to that, I want to give you guys a reminder to check out our latest "What You Drinking" episode on YouTube tonight. I reviewed the Wallops Island Brown Ale from Rocket Frog Brewing. Yes, and I did the Mango Smoothie um, Tart Ale from Dogfish Head. Yes, yes. And I think they were both, I believe, both good, right? One maybe a little bit better than the other. Borderline, yeah. yeah. Borderline. Borderline. Yeah. Borderline so, good, I would say. Make sure you guys go check that out. But for now, let's transition to our UFC segment. Yeah, man, let's do this. Uh, uh, let's go. Hit me with it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the news that kind of rocked the world definitely took, took the uh, UFC MMA world by storm this me week too. me too so much like hype and like uh, almost like a, a re- revolting happening you know in, in the ufc space this past week but uh if you don't know now you know there's an interim title fight now scheduled for the heavyweight division between cyril cyril and Derek lewis so let that sink in for a second. Yikes. Yikes. Yes. Yikes indeed. Interim title fight. What the monkeys? Why are we scheduling an interim title fight when Francis Ngannou just got the title in March? Right. How can he? It's, he how? Well, he's not interim. Dude. No. Khabib was like, Khabib hadn't fought for for like, like over two, six a year. Months. Like, a, yeah. Yeah. And there wasn't even an interim. Like what? Yeah, I I wish I had the stats. Like we we should we could probably look up the stats and see like what's the longest like space in between a title fight. I'm sure some somebody has already done that research to figure out. I, but but I mean, based on what everyone was saying, the heavyweight title, like it's not uncommon for there to be like one fight per year to def- one defense, I guess per, per year. Yeah. For a heavyweight belt. Right. Yeah, think about like the the Stipe versus DC. Like that trilogy went on for like two years. Yeah. And nobody right, fought exactly. for the title. And then Francis finally got his opportunity. Right. And now they're like, eh, let's just screw Francis over. <clears throat> yeah. I the only I I don't understand. So here's here's kind of the, the background for you guys out there that don't know. So they had, I I don't know if it was ever made official, but they, I think they announced a fight between, they were trying to make the fight for um, Francis and Derek in September, uh, or sorry, in August. And essentially Francis's camp said, hey, we're not going to be ready by August. Yeah. We need September. And um, I guess Dana wasn't having it, man. For one reason or another, I guess the only sort of, explanation that we can come up with is the only the only logical motive here is that the fight is now going to be in houston um whatever card they put that on i'm not sure which card it's going to be on um the interim title fight will be in houston and Derek lewis is from houston so maybe for whatever reason they like were dead set on Derek being in houston when he fought for the belt but, like who cares dude who cares like we how many fights and title fights have we had now in vegas and abu dhabi like really I don't think that's what it is at all. I really, I have a theory. Yeah. All right, let's hear it. I think that, um, I think that they, they think that um, Derek Lewis wouldn't be a solid um, champion, and he wouldn't bring a lot of value to the company, right? And so, um, Derek beat Francis uh, in their last fight, and I think they're actually afraid of um, Derek. Uh, beating Francis uh, again because he wouldn't be in their mind a lucrative champion. So I think interesting. So this is my take, and because uh, <clears throat> they could have just delayed the fight a little bit longer, right? They could have just pushed it back because that's what yeah. they usually do. That's so, what they always do. So the fact that they did it means that there's some other scheme going on here, and that's the scheme. They don't want Derek to be the champion, so they're going to put him against Cyril Gon, who's just proven himself like. Time and time again. Yeah. And I think they're fairly confident that Cyril Gon is going to beat Derek. And I would say he probably will beat Derek. Um, he, yeah. I, I, I'm going to give it to – but Derek always has that one-punch knockout power. So, like, you never know. Right. 
but he's not very technical. And Cyril Gaon is like really technical, right? He's like a really solid fighter. So <clears throat> I think their expectation is Cyril's going to beat Derek, which takes away that risk of Derek becoming the champion and not being lucrative. Now you have two super fighters, Cyril Gaon, who's like this massive, like technical, it's huge, yeah. fast. And then you got this fucking monster who maybe isn't as technical, but he's getting better. But he's got such crazy power that like you're having these two fucking titans clash i think yeah. they're they want that super fight soon they want that super fight potentially in like december or something right yeah so they're yeah. gonna they're gonna do this fight uh when is that when's the serial gone um it's in september right or august now august yeah it's next month so that gives Cyril enough time to repair and then potentially fight again in december on a huge card right on like a that would be a huge card clo to close out the year, have that super fight go and um, yeah, close. So that's that's anyway that's my um, that's I mean that's definitely an interesting. I, I could I can definitely get behind that. I, I don't really understand why what would be the motive of not wanting Derek Lewis as the champion, but maybe there's some beef there. Maybe there's some hard feelings. Maybe they don't like who he is. Well, they, I, I think, mean, you look at they think he's a boring fighter. I can see that, but he does have the. I, yeah, I mean, to your point, I don't really see Derek defending many times, honestly. Like, I think he definitely stands a better shot of being beat than Francis. Um, he's not the same, like, Goliath of a of a being as, as Francis is. And also, like, outwardly, like, sort of like a PR from a PR position, Francis is the most marketable fighter they could possibly have in that position right now. His background... His yes. work ethic, his social, if you follow his social media, dude's got a social media game that's untouchable. Like he's very positive. And he's more easily manipulated. Let me also state that. Ooh, okay. I don't think Derek's as yeah, exactly. easily manipulated. And they Derek's want probably not gonna they want that they won't poster. Put up UFC shit. Yeah. Yeah. He won't he's not gonna go that extra mile. Um yeah. Francis, you know, he's a people pleaser. You could kind of sure. tell and you know, so they yeah, they want they want theory, that man. guy. They want that guy. That's a good theory. I'm telling sure. you, man. I'm, I bet I'm right, but we'll find yeah, out. Yeah, I mean, you definitely could be if you look at. I, I've never actually like followed uh, Derek Lewis on Instagram, but I've heard like Joe Rogan talk about on his podcast all the time how Derek posts like people like dying on his like people falling off of balconies and weird crazy stuff. Like that's not the appearance. That's not what they want their yeah. kind of outward PR look to be. So, um, and, and on the other hand, you've got Cyril Gaon, who's kind of this really quick come up story, you know, from France or I think he's from France, right? Yeah. France. Um, and, uh, you know, so I don't know. Yeah. I think he's so, great. I don't think Cyril stands a chance against Francis though. <laughs> no. Well, I, dude, did you see the sparring, the sparring clips? I did. I saw one. I don't know if I saw all of them. It was just, it was just that one, the sparring clip. I mean, I don't know, man. I, I they're know. very size size wise. They're matched very well. Like yeah. they're both giant dudes. Francis but, is like clearly like more jacked though. Yeah, it, but watching Cyril's last fight two weeks ago or whatever when he fought Alexander Volkov, I wasn't overly impressed. Honestly, no. Up leading up to that fight, I was really big on 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 Cyril Gon. Uh, but the Volkov fight, I think, I mean, obviously I think he did the, he, he won, right? I think he did a great job. It was just not as exciting as I was expecting it to be. I didn't think um, it was going to be exciting. I, I think it was a very technical fight and for, yeah, for him to beat somebody as technical, cause that's usually how Volkov wins is he's more technically sound than most of these other heavyweights. Right. Um, so, right. so that's one Cyril's more technical than him. Um, yeah. He has ground if, game. He has submission game. Um, I don't think he's... If, has he knocked out a lot of people? Uh, oh. Let's see. Sorry, what were you going to say? No, I was just saying, when it comes to like Francis's explosiveness, I don't know if he can match up to it, but he knocked out JDS, Junior Dos Santos, in right, 2020. controversial, yeah. Oh, yeah. Was that the one that was like a back of the head sort El of? Yeah. Elbow to yeah. the back of the head kind of deal, yeah. And everything else has been either submissions or decisions. Yeah, so he doesn't so, have the best knockout power then. Interesting. In the UFC, at least. I mean, he's got power. If you watch him, he's definitely got power. Um, and he, he does a really good job managing distance. And I think that's what he did the best in the Volkov fight against somebody else who's also super tall and long. 
I think they um, want they want Francis to stay the champion for a while because they're trying to explore that African market of fighters, yeah. right? And bring more Africans to to the UFC and I mean even if um so like if Derek wins, like he's American, you know, they're not really gaining anything there. If Francis stays the champion, then that opens them up to like that whole market, which is fantastic. And then if Cyril Gon wins, um that opens them up to, you know, more European uh, more of a European market there, so like it's a win-win for the UFC if Francis or Cyril Gon wins, but yeah, they would prefer true. Francis to stay champ. I think. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting, man. I'm, I'm excited to uh, excited to see what plays out. I guess, but it it was it was a crazy week for sure, just based on that one piece of news. But yeah, really quick here, uh, kind of you know speaking of of champs and and uh, things like that, Rashad Evans, we. I saw a really good, really good interview. Actually, I definitely recommend you guys check it out. It was an an interview with Damon Martin of MMA fighting.com. Definitely want to give some credit here because it was was a really great piece. Um, Rashad Evans essentially talking to him about making a comeback in his fighting career, but not necessarily MMA. So he's, you know, talking about how he ended his career with UFC. He doesn't feel like he was really in it in those last few fights mentally, you know, he's like, he was there, but he wasn't really there during the fights. Um, he thinks now that after having a few years kind of being retired and exploring other avenues of the sport and, and things like that, he thinks he's got the right mindset for it. Um, and wants to go out in his fighting career, the way he wants to go out versus just, you know, an end of a contract or something like that. Um, so, but he's not thinking about coming back to MMA, which I thought was interesting. I think he, he apparently his background originally was in boxing a long time ago. And so he wants to come back in kind of a boxing, um, uh, you know, path and has actually mentioned that he thinks a Logan Paul fight would be interesting. So tired of hearing about Logan Paul and Jake Paul, but you know, after reading his take on it and, and hearing what he had to say about it, I actually was like, you know what? maybe you're just like being too automatically cynical with the, the Paul brothers because from hearing Rashad Evans, who, you know, obviously a legend talk about the Paul brothers and saying that after watching them fight, he thinks that he automatically assumed that they were just in it for the spotlight in it to get the press, whatever. But he's like watching them fight. He's like, I do actually think they are taking it seriously. I think that they are trying. They are athletic. They're, they're both, you know, they're not bad. Like watching them, they're actually not terrible, right? I mean, Logan Paul went eight rounds with Floyd Mayweather, whether or not it was a full, full blown Floyd Mayweather or not. But um, he thinks that if Logan Paul really wants to prove himself in the ring, that it would be good for him to fight uh, Rashad Evans. So I'm, I'm curious your thoughts. Like, is this? It, it sounded really good until the Paul brothers thing came up. Is this a shot at Rashad Evans getting some more limelight? Or do you think he's actually serious about a, a fight like that? Nah, dude. I, okay. So I think it's a bad idea. I'm just going to come out and say, um, <laughs> I think, I think Rashad Evans coming back and fighting again is a bad idea. He's, he's far past his prime. Um, I mean, really it's just a money grab. I think he's maybe just trying to get some extra dollars under his pocket. He sees this as a money grab. Um, yeah. you know, which is great and all. I, I don't really see any benefit of Logan having this fight. Um, yeah, Rashad's big to, you know, the, the diehard MMA fans and the people that have been following the sport for a long time, but he's not really been a name in the sport in like 10 years, you know? Um, yeah. you know, it's been a long time and, um, you know, I, I, I just don't see that one selling nearly as well as, you know, like the, um, Tyrone Woodley fight that um, Logan's brother is Jake. about to have Jake's about to have like that sells a little bit more a lot of people know like that's more recent right that's like a more recent kind of fighter that you know um, kind of I I, could, I see that selling more than Rashad so like my I yeah. just I think it's a bad idea for Rashad to come back and fight like stick with the stick with the commentating um, yeah he does pretty good yeah. He does good, like the post fight, the post fight stuff, or the uh, after. What do they call it? The after show or the after? Right, right. And, Whatever. And, and it's not going to be really competitive for Logan Paul, who is like actually, he seems like he's in his prime right now. He's a, he's young, he's sturdy, he's strong. Um, to, for him to go fight out a geriatric, you know, it's probably not a, <laughs> you know, it's probably not a, you know, it's. He said it's. He wants to. You know, this is a good opportunity for Logan to prove himself. Like, I don't think so. No. Yeah. 
your shot's 41. Um, wow, he's only that's... 5'11", so I think he'd be considerably smaller than Logan Paul. I mean, he's... Yeah, Logan Oh, Paul. dude, he's actually younger than I thought he was. Why would he stop fighting in his prime like that? Uh, I think he had a bad run those last few fights, but I don't, I don't really remember. But like forty one's not that old. Like, like yeah, forty one is. You know, you're pro- He's probably out of his prime. But like, some fighters Ooh. can go to forty one and still be doing great. Like if he, if he would have stayed on, like he would have been. He'd yeah, have been he doing lost, things. He lost his last four, five. Six. Whew, gosh. He, he lost he, six no, in a row? He's he lost six in a row starting in twenty thirteen. Well, I mean I could see why he threw in the he didn't have the heart for it anymore. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah, Glover to Shara knocked him out. Yeah. Well Sam that's Sam Alvey I mean, won a decision. Uh Daniel Kelly won a decision. I don't even know what that then is. Anthony Smith KO'd him in fifty three seconds. Yikes. So, yeah, I guess at that point he was just defeated mentally. I mean, those are but, those are some good fighters, though, but, yeah. I mean, he's been around forever, though, dude. I mean, he's fighting, like, uh, Rampage and, like, all kinds of guys back in the day. And, and Forrest I mean, Griffin, Chuck Liddell. Like, age, age plays a part into it all, but also, like, hours in the cage. Hours in the cage, like, wear and tear, like, on a tire, man. Like, you know, they – if – you know, if he didn't fight as much, he might have been able to fight for longer. But sometimes when you when you fight a ton, you know, in your younger years, then, you know, you got to stop fighting when you're in your early 30s. And it just is what it is. So, yeah, yeah, I, I don't I don't think it's a good idea for him to come back. Like, that's not a fight that I, I want to see. Yeah. And also for Logan Paul's sake, like you mentioned, it's not really beneficial. Like how much more of a, where do you go at? You fought fully Mayweather. Like what's next? Like what else is there for you to do? Like you fought the greatest boxer of like our lifetime. So the fact that he got that fight is crazy. Like you, I don't, there's not really anything to like, to, to one up that. Right. But I, I mean, maybe if he fights somebody actually in his weight class or in his like, you know, what I'm saying if if Flea Mayweather was actually heavier, he probably would have put him out. But um, yeah. But anyways, we should we should move on. We should. I, I'm going to glide through this last uh, part. Right. So Dustin Poirier uh, says Conor McGregor reeks of insecurity. I don't know if you've been following this like banter back and forth at all, but um, a little. Yeah. So. First off, I got to give credit to Jed Meshu with MMAfighting.com. That's where I got this from. Um, so Saturday, July tenth, um, <clears throat> Justin Poirier and Conor McGregor will face off for a third and final time at the main event of UFC 264. So that's next week um, at the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. They first fought at UFC 178 in 2014. Can't believe it was that long ago. Jeez, McGregor yeah. winning by first round TKO. The two rematched in the main event of. UFC 257, Poirier knocked out Notorious in the second round after many leg kicks and, uh, you know, brutal, brutal leg kicks, clearly just defeated Connor. Uh, so um, as the trilogy with uh, Poirier approaches, McGregor posted a, a Twitter billboard advertising UFC 264 with the message, first one to shoot a dusty, oh wait, I'm sorry, first one to shoot. I, I wish I could say it with an Irish accent. First, oh, no. first one to shoot with is, is a dusty bitch. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that Irish? I don't know. That was pretty good. Pretty good. Okay. <laughs> so uh, Poirier says that just reveals how uh, that just reveals where McGregor is following his first knockout loss in MMA. Is that really his first knockout loss? Yeah, I think it's the first it time is. Connor has ever knocked out. Wow, that's crazy. Wow, Dustin said, uh, isn't he the one who's always preaching about the flow, the full martial arts, no holds barred, no rules, the ultimate fighting, when he's talking about boxing and stuff, right? How about the first one to get taken down is Dusty Bitch? This is mixed martial arts. Put it all together. It reeks of insecurity to me. So that's his response to the billboard. Connor came back. I'm just going to go through this banter, and then we can talk about it. Connor came back and said, best boxer, my ass, shooting ass, shelling ass, bitch. So, because, you know, Dustin shot on him and it was kicking him and whatever. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, he says, quick take uh, for your team, for you and your team. Pa- I, I really wish I could do this in an Irish. Yeah. Quick take for you and your team, pal. <laughs> <laughs> you just got punched around in the clinch. 
Elbows. I'm not going to do it. Elbows, <laughs> knees, shoulders, fists, looking outside the cage for advice. Hashtag striker. Strike turned. Yeah, striker turned wrestler. Hashtag dusty bitch. Three fights against me for any man is an early grave. God bless. So like Goner's, you know, I guess he's pretty uh, confident that. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I'm interested to see how this goes. Uh, Dustin responded with a uh, pretty long response here so i'll try and uh get through this i want to i want a blood and guts war i want to question my will to fight i want it to be uncomfortable from the first second third round blah 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 blah. i'm not going to go on any further anyway it's basically just like he's not afraid of connor he doesn't care connor can say whatever he wants like he's past that he used to be timid about this kind of shit it used to get in his head connor could say whatever he wants dustin already beat him even if he didn't beat him he's mature now he doesn't really care None of this, yeah. none of none of this shit matters, right? So, it's gonna be a fight. Dustin's gonna bring his A game. Hopefully, Connor's better trained and has a better game plan, and can put up a better fight. You know, what are your thoughts on all this? Is this just like they're just trying to build the fight, right? Yeah, probably so. It's it's so weird for this one specifically because like they had the beef in the first fight. They you know they they had that fight. The second fight around there was like mad respect from both parties. There was like trading of whiskey and hot sauce and their donations to charities, and they were all cool and everything's great. And then a third fight gets announced, and then they hate each other again. So it's like it's it's hard not to just see through the bullshit on this one, but. But also, it's Conor McGregor, and he d- talks a lot of shit, and, and he is a cocky dude, and yeah. um, I, I think Dustin's a much more humble guy, so I kind of lean on his side on this one. I, like I just want to see a good fight, dude. I, I would be honestly, I, I kind of would be a little bit satisfactory in a weird sort of way to see Conor get a win, just because it's, I don't know, it's like that weird, like, person you like to hate but you hate to like and you know you know what i'm saying i just um, wanted like i want him to be like the superhero right who connor or dustin du- like connor like i i kind of want him to win like, yeah why is that I, I, it's I, so weird i want him to be like like the fucking the superman kind of it's because it's our culture dude it's like we like to we like having this heroic figure that no one can touch no one can beat he gets knocked down he comes back he, he's he's twice as good like that's like what we see in movies and tv and that's what we want yeah right and that's why we liked stipe and like we wanted to see stipe win because he was like the untouchable heavyweight right right um so yeah. like that's the part of me i'm just like oh, i kind of want to see connor come out and do his and like be authentic connor right um but also yeah. in the same token i'm like dustin's the man like he is a great boxer he he's he's a great fighter he seems like a really great person so i also would like to see him kind of you know shut up connor again but i don't know i don't know i'm torn man <laughs> dude i hear you man i i feel that way too but like if i had to put my money on it i'm gonna put my money on dustin dude i, I feel like connor's like i feel like connor's pretty washed up yeah i think he might be past his his prime um you know i i, I don't blame dustin for taking this fight i kind of wish he was fighting for the title though I understand the money thing. So he's going to get paid way more for this fight than he would be as a champion. So I hope if he wins this one, he's next in line for the title. A hundred percent. I think, I think he doesn't care about the title anymore because like, I think like once these guys like realize it's called kind of some bullshit anyway, like he values himself enough to not really care about, like he's not going to, he's not going to like value himself based on whether or not he can get the title. Right. Right. He right. realizes like there's more to it than that. Yeah, that's why that's why I like him. I really wanted yeah. him to be Khabib. Oh yeah, yeah, that was that was tough. Yeah. All right. Well, you guys, let us know what you think. Connor versus Dustin. Who wins? Who do you want to win? And who do you think will actually win? Yeah, yeah. Let us but know with that. Video games. All right, guys, we got some video game news for you real quick. The Witcher is getting its own Pokemon Go style AR game. So like unless you've been living under a rock, you know what Pokemon Go is, right? Like (laughs) you put it on your phone, you walk around the streets outside, you catch Pokemon, you go battle other trainers to capture um, like hotspots in your not hotspots, but like um, points of interest. Yeah, like gyms, points of interest in your area tied to gyms in in the in the ar thing um and you know it's 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 pretty fun right like everybody loved it like 
people were like walking off of bridges and waterfalls <laughs> and stuff and <laughs> trespassing, you know. So we're probably going to see some more of that. So real quick, credit to Kyle Melnick with VRScout.com. Uh, that's where I'm getting this information from. Um, so you can hunt monsters, embark on quests, and collect trophies in this location-based AR game coming later this month. So it's going to be here in July. Um, you can actually sign up for it now. I'll get into that in a second. Uh, there's been a lot of Witcher stuff coming out lately. Like there's been card games. There was like an RPG style card game. There was the TV series, and uh, now we're getting this. So like, I just like they're just like just trying to hit everything, man. They're trying Franchise, to hit all the different bro. markets. Franchise. You know what? I, I would love if they came out with an action RPG like Diablo. Like I would play that game like crazy. For the Witcher? Yeah, for the Witcher. Because, like, frankly, I didn't really, like, the, the way that Witcher 3 was, which is, like, a huge game that everybody loves, I personally didn't, like, it wasn't a kind of game that I would play, personally. I own it, and, like, I only played it for 10 minutes because I was like, this isn't my game style. Anyway, so this past August, we learned about this AR game similar to Pokemon Go. You'll physically travel through the real world in order to complete quests and discover new monsters. So it's set well before the events of Geralt of Rivia, um, the Witcher Monster Slayer, which is what this is called. And you can look it up using that. The Witcher Monster Slayer has you taking on the role of an amateur witcher and working your way up to an elite monster hunter by completing a variety of story-driven quests that will take you across a version of the continent still infested by dangerous creatures. So, that's cool. Um, I did watch a gameplay video, and you can find the gameplay videos online. It also reveals, um, like, the image quality of the monsters. So, you know, it kind of just looks like you're you're walking around. Um, You can find monsters on your map. Um, you go and run into the monsters and it's almost like you're like kind of like hack and slashing them kind of um, you get like a sword and um, that's all I saw in the in the gameplay videos was a sword and you're just you're hack and slashing these monsters. But from what I understand is um, <clears throat> you need to learn the habits of each of the monsters, customize your weapons and armor. Um, so you'll have armor and then you can also brew magical potions, which I assume um, you can either use them on the monsters to like weaken them or poison them, or you can use them on yourself to give yourself some buffs. Um, I don't know too much about that just yet, but I do know that the time of the day and the weather will impact what type of enemy you come across, which I found mm. that actually That's cool. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, you know, the, the, the monster, like the image quality on the monsters, make sure to go watch the gameplay video. These, these guys are like pretty grotesque. Like, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. It's uh, it's it's just like pre- looks pretty freaking good, man. Um, not something that I think you would want your kids to play because, uh, it's you know they're looking like pretty scary, like, like certainly like PG thirteen plus kind of deal. I don't, I didn't see like any blood or anything like that, so I wouldn't say R. Um, but like definitely like, definitely advanced, right? So right, right. Like, um, I saw one part like you you could be like walking around and you could just find like the head of a dead horse <laughs> i just saw that too like, like what the hell like that's that's probably some r-rated stuff that you know so that's like that's pretty pretty freaking cool man um oh i'm not sure like if this is really something for me um but i might give it a try i might check it out um i did check out like the harry potter one that they did and i certainly did the pokemon go one so i probably yeah. will uh check this one out so it's going to be free um free on ios and android july 21st so um, those on Android can pre-register now to receive the Kair Morhen Steel Sword and 10% more experience for every monster killed. So make sure to go pre-register now. I know I will. Um, the Google Store listing states that the game will feature in-game purchases, though it's unclear as to what that might entail. So um, obviously that's why it's free. It's going to be free, and then you're going to do in-game purchases. It, hopefully it's not pay to win. Hopefully it's just cosmetics, but I'm almost certain it's going to be like pay for energy so that you can fight more monsters. Yeah. Pay for cosmetics, you know, pay for potions, stuff like that. I'm almost a guarantee. It'll, it'll probably be like a pay to win platform and, and yeah, you know, so be prepared uh, to deal with that. So Microsoft, um, I'm sorry, I started reading yours, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, you checked it out. I think it looks pretty cool. I, I might yeah. have to give it a shot. So, uh, yeah, I would say, guys, go sign up. Yeah, I mean, I the I, can you can, do you believe it would be any sort of 
Well, the Harry Potter, you, you mentioned the Harry Potter thing. It, it had no sort of, like, not as much hype as the Pokemon thing, right? No, not even, not even close, dude. Not even close. Dude, I remember I lived in Town Center here close to Virginia Beach, or in Virginia Beach. Uh, me and Shana did, and um, when Pokemon Go came out, the, the town, it was swarmed, swarmed with people. Like, streets were, like, blocked almost. Like, cars couldn't come through because there were so many, there was, like, three gyms right in Town Center. So people were just everywhere, man. It was insane. Imagine, um, imagine if they didn't release it and like coronavirus hit, dude. <laughs> people, oh, yeah, everybody would be bad masks. news. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah, still people so, that play it like crazy, though. Yeah, I still see once in a while. I'll be walking around and I'm like, oh, that that guy's playing Pokemon Go. It yeah. was fun, man. It had definitely had a novelty to it. it I mean, for a while, it, it I watched it disrupt work for people. Like people in my office would be like checking pokemon go like every 30 seconds and like when something would pop up nearby they would literally leave their desk to like go and like catch that pokemon i'm like what what's happening right now right Um, right crazy crazy but i can't imagine people doing the same thing to go fight monsters but you never know um i don't definitely it's it's a different audience right i think it's a different audience for witcher like like everybody kind of grew up with pokemon and it's like spreads like all age groups you know the yeah. Witcher was like a, I think it's a very specific set of people that like that kind of like medieval game. I don't, I don't think that it has nearly the audience that Pokemon has. I mean, come on. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think anything does. I would be surprised but. if you run into somebody and they're playing this game. And it would also be a little more weird. Like the Pokemon game, you could be a little bit more incognito. Like if you were like a little bit shy or embarrassed about playing it, like all you're doing is stand there, swirl the Pokemon ball, flick it. Boom. Got it. Okay, cool. Move on. But this is like, oh my gosh, fuck you. Slice it up. It's like a little bit like, what's that guy doing? What is that guy doing on his, you know? Yeah. Oh my God. Someone needs a call for help. He looks like he's, is he on, is he on Tinder right now? <laughs> just furiously swiping <laughs> yeah so anyways but uh yeah so to close this out i got one super quick super quick story so microsoft x cloud is now available on ios and ipad os this is really cool for anybody who's an xbox game pass ultimate subscriber um or anybody who's interested in becoming one because if you have that subscription i don't know how much that costs off the top of my head but um if you use Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, you can now play your games from your iPhone or your iPad. So this previously was available on Android and um, Windows, I, I guess. Or I guess it's, it's browser-based, I believe. So you could do it on Macs, I, w- I would assume. I didn't know that. Um, so now you can just you can either connect your controller to your phone or your iPad, your Xbox controller via Bluetooth, I believe. And play your games, uh, you know, through the cloud, or you can use like third-party controller devices for your phone that like turn your phone into a handheld gaming device and access your games that way. So, pretty cool stuff, man. Uh, I don't really play Xbox games. Yeah, I don't really play Xbox games anymore, but but I would, I would do that. That would be fun. To you know, you're traveling, you can't take your PC with you, you can't take a, you don't have a gaming laptop, you have a phone, right? So that'd be kind of cool. There's a lot of people. There's, it's, a, it's a surprising amount of people that actually use these uh, services, these like cloud gaming streaming services. Um, and uh, I mean, I could see why. Like, not everybody can afford, um, you know, a crazy computer like you and I have. So they kind of have to settle for something like that. I'm, yeah, I'm pretty surprised about it. But I guess it's it's nice and clean. Like. I've met some people that play Tarkov, which is like a really Whoa. weird game. And they're like, yeah, I don't have it installed on my computer. I stream it using like a service. And I'm like, what? What? And it works. And it works really well for them. And I'm like, that's insane. Yeah, it's crazy. So, uh, yeah, man, I don't know. Maybe I need to look into it more. But yeah, I, I'd be interested in trying it. Even something as simple as like Overwatch. Like what's the response time or the lag? That's what I'd be interested in. Are Blizzard games on game pass i don't think so i was just using that as an example but oh, okay um what game did we just say that we recently came out on game pass that we were excited about 
I know all of like the Fallout and Bethesda games and all that stuff are on there now. And I actually know that Fallout 76 is like one of the most played games um, right now using Game Pass, which is odd, right? Because not hmm. a lot of people played it. Um, so good move for them. But um, now I don't remember. Yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember what the uh, Game Pass game was that we were excited about. But huh. anyways, there's a, there's a huge selection on there. So, I mean... I, I would still be interested in seeing like what the response time was. Was it Control? Was that it? No, I don't think so. That was I epic. can't remember. I can't remember what I did this morning, to be honest with you. Yeah, what's today? Seven, yeah, who, seven o'clock? Who is this? What episode is this? 69? 69. 69. 69. <laughs> anyway. Anyways, all right. Well, this has been an extra fun episode, if you know what I mean. Uh, So, as always, we appreciate you guys tuning in for another episode and ask that you please disregard all the 12 year old jokes and like and subscribe on YouTube, follow on Spotify, and come say hi to us on Instagram and Twitter. That's right. And of course, if you really want to help us grow the show, please share the episode with a friend who you think will like it for now. We'll see y'all in the next episode. You said grow. Did I? You did. Whoops. It it was a 12-year-old joke. Sorry. Peace. Peace. Peace?